This is Natalie Forutan, stylist of The Talk. And this is Dahlia Forutan, costume designer of Alexa and Katie. And you're listening to Psychotic Bump School with your host, DJ Rome, on KCWG, thetruth.com. The best internet radio station on the planet. I 
had to make it happen. They never thought that I would make it right in anything I need. Gotta have it, but I'm gonna show Ain't nothing better than uh, the satisfaction. Ain't nothing hotter than this heat, y'all. It's like a magnet. I don't really mess with too many, cause they be plastic. That's it. Enjoy it, boy. It's like magic. Anything less than a banger will not have it. Still a rough ride, but I got my team. And we ain't going nowhere till we lock the game. But in the meantime, all while we live the dream. And now I need to hear y'all sing. Anything I want, I'ma get it cause I know I need it It's TV coming and I know you hear it Anything I need, gotta have it, but I'm gonna grab it Ain't nothing better, need the satisfaction Everything I need, just because I had to make it happen They never thought that I would make it right And anything I need, gotta have it, but I'm gonna grab it Ain't nothing better, than the satisfaction Anything I want, I'ma get it cause I know I need it It's TV coming and I know you hear it Anything I need, gotta have it, but I'm gonna grab it Ain't nothing better, need the Satisfaction, everything I need Just because I had to make it happen They never thought that I would make it right And anything I need Gotta have it, but I'm gonna grab it Ain't nothing better than the satisfaction KCWGTheTruth.com, and the name of this program is Psychotic Bump School. My name is DJ Rome, and once again, I'd like to thank social worker Jamal Jones and licensed marriage and family therapist Maria Alfaro for joining us this evening. Well, for the remainder of this show, I am so excited to welcome back this tandem right here. They are actually a sister act, and uh, they, they've stood on their own two feet in their own right, y'all. Ten toes down for both of them. They are both... Uh, doing some amazing work in the world of wardrobe styling and costume design. And I know very, very little about that world, so I'm happy that they're going to educate us about themselves as well as their careers and uh, just break it all down for us. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back. Uh, no, this is their first time. Welcome for the very first time. <laughs> <laughs> I said back because I talked to them earlier today. Dahlia Foratan Cotto, as well as Natalie Foratan. Ladies, welcome to Psychotic Bump School. How y'all doing? Good, thank you. How are you? Oh, wow, I'm just bursting at the seams to talk to y'all. It has been so many years. I don't know if y'all heard at the top of the show, but it's been literally decades since I have heard either of your voices. It's been that long. It's it's not an exaggeration. Yes, it's true. And since that time, though, though it's true, look at y'all. I mean, y'all are doing some amazing work. You got an award-winning uh, costume designer here. Natalie's won an award for uh, the show The Talk TV show, which yeah. stars uh, EVE. Uh, that's that's yeah. one of the uh, songs we just heard right now. Uh, who else is on that show? Isn't that Sharon Osbourne? Uh, who else is yeah, on that? Sharon Osbourne. Sharon Osbourne. Right now, it's Sharon Osbourne, Sarah Gilbert from Roseanne, who actually created the show. Oh, she Eve. created the show, right? Yeah, Eve. Yes. Um, Cheryl Underwood, who you know, as we know. A, a, phenomenal comedian, and Carrie Ann Inaba, who this season took over for Julie Chen and has been with us Uh, for a few months now. How about that? Yeah, and Sarah actually, this is, Sarah decided that this is her last season, so uh, she's going to be, yeah, so she's leaving us, and 
Marie Osmond is coming to take her place. Who? Marie Osmond from what? Marie. Oh man, that's what I said. That's what I said. Yeah, I know. It's oh crazy. wow, it's crazy. Yeah. How about that, Marie Osmond stepping in? How about that? I know. Wow. Yeah, she's got a really big following. She's really, she's really relatable. Surprisingly, when she's on the show, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. think it's, it's sort of out of the box for us, but. You know, when she's right. been on, it works. And for me, she's awesome. That. She's been super cool and a dream to dress, like really, really lovely. A dream to dress. Well, that's what I want to talk to you all about. So Dahlia Fur that's Natalie, y'all. Dahlia Furitan, oh, my goodness. Dahlia has been a part of some groundbreaking, historic programs that you all have known and loved over the years. Uh, namely this little television show that happened to spark the careers of uh, the Wayans family, uh, Rosie Perez, um, and a little-known person named mm, Jennifer Lopez. Uh, Dahlia (laughs) Fortan, in its earliest stages, was part of the television show In Living Color. And y'all know what kind of cultural phenomenon In Living Color was, and from its inception... Uh, they were graced with the costume design talents of Miss Dahlia Furitan Cotto. So, Miss Dahlia, uh, how I wasn't in the, the costume world? Designer. I was. You were not. Disclaimer: I wasn't the costume designer, but I was. No, I was in the wardrobe department. Yes, as my first job as a wardrobe assistant at 21 years old. Yes, uh-huh. I was, which was an amazing wow. experience. It is yeah, so. Take take us back, because you were saying you were taking Natalie right along with you. So how in the world did you get your foot in the door at the age of 21? You know how hard that sounds? How would you do it? Yeah, uh, I was very lucky. I think I was in the right place at the right time. I had some friends, uh, mutual friends, that um, were working on the show. Um, and I was I was studying fashion at the time. I was looking for some work, and I got an uh, opportunity to work briefly as an intern on a small independent film at the time called um, Fear of a Black Hat. And, I remember um, that one. Yes. Yeah, you remember that one? That was, that was a good what? one. It was around the same time as Chris Rock's uh, Cell Block 4. We were shooting wow. at the same time. As, so those two movies were similar to each other, and they came out around the same time. So hmm. I did that, and then um, when the season came back around for In Living Color the costume designer that I was working for on Fear of a Black Hat was one of the wardrobe assistants on In Living Color, and she decided to take a different job. And uh, so they needed to fill her space, so she referred me as her replacement. And um, Mm. surprisingly enough, they hired me. They brought me in for a a test for a few weeks, and um, I guess they liked me enough to keep me, and I was lucky enough to work on the show for the last two seasons. And the crazy thing is I was a huge fan at the time. I had watched every episode. I wasn't in the industry yet. So I was like really, really Mm -hmm. loving and exciting, you know, excited about that show. And when I got the opportunity, I just, it was mind blowing. I I couldn't even believe that it was real life, but I did it. It was was real life. Wardrobe boot camp. (laughs) It was, it was incredible and hard and exciting and, just, um, hmm. it was really amazing. How about yeah. that? Well, Fear of a Black yeah. Cat came out in 1993, early 90s, y'all. Yeah. 
So that was uh, directed and produced and written by a director named Rusty Kundief. Kundief? Yep, Rusty Kundief. And, yep. uh, yes. And so, and you're saying that's what led to everything that came after that was sort of brewed and birthed, so to speak, right there with yeah. Fear of a Black Cat, huh? Yeah, yeah. I started with that and then moved on to In Living Color. And the last uh, season of the two that I worked, um, our costume designer, who was Michelle Cole, who is still a costume designer to this day, she still, she does blackish and grownish. She, she did Martin. Mm. She's done... Um, um, Cedric the Entertainer, um, his most recent show. She does a bunch of stuff. She worked with the Wayans mm. a lot as well. Um, she okay. uh, she was got not only costume designing the whole show, all the characters of In Living Color with us as her assistants. We had ten assistants in her department. But she also, on mm. top of that, had to dress the Fly Girls. And so the last oh, yeah. season, she got, yeah, yeah, and she dressed them, right? Um, mm, and the last did. season she got tired of dressing the, the Fly Girls because I think she started working on a movie as well, Damon's movie, Blank Man, or Mo Money, or one of the movies. That the Wayans Blank Man. Wow. Wow. You were yeah. dropping some yeah, 90s. Handed... Uh, <laughs> you dropping some 90s nostalgia here. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? So she, Blank Man. Wow. She didn't have the time to do the, the Fly Girls anymore, I guess. So she handed it off to myself and another one of the young uh, costumers on the show. So last season of In <clears throat> Color, myself and Barbara Chenault, who also is still a costume designer, we got to be the stylists <clears throat> for the Fly Girls, which was like another mind-blowing opportunity. So how about that? I can't believe yeah. it was only two years that you were on that. That's, it seemed like such a long, long stretch. I thought it was like at least three seasons. But two seasons, that's a right. that now to me, that's not that long. But like, at yeah, the time, no. it was uh-huh. so long. Well, the show well, only ran for what five seasons. Yeah, mm-hmm. how long? Yeah, about yeah. five years. I believe five. I believe five seasons. Five years, four oh, or five oh, years. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Wow, it did mm-hmm. so like, much. Like it was such so a cultural icon. Right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah, such yeah a definitely. Icon for five seasons. Yeah, well, Dahlia, that is amazing. So, Natalie, as the the, the younger sister here, what was it like mm-hmm. to see Dahlia experience that, and what what did it mean for your family to have somebody experience such profound success early on, and what did it do for you and your aspirations? Well, you know, I I had started out. I wanted to be an actor when I was a kid, so it was really great because I she would bring me to the show, and I was like, you know, thirteen to fifteen, I guess. And it was it was really great for me because I just wanted to be exposed to all of that. So my first exposure to actually being on set was probably Fear of a Black Hat and then In Living Color. So that was really cool. And then for us, you know, we're first-generation American, and our parents were hardworking, and our I we would just we saw we didn't see hustlers, you know what I mean, like people that were out sort of job to job, which is what the industry is. It's not like you get a right. job. Unless you're like, unless you're in the network side of things, you don't get a job and it lasts, you know, forever. Like your job mm-hmm. to job, job end. Yeah. Yeah. Job yeah. end all the time. So all the time. looking for your next gig and it is, it's, it's a hustle. So it was definitely mm-hmm. a bit of a wake up call too to like watch her go from job to job and, like, have to make things happen and have to make it work. But it was cool because it was definitely 
for me personally, like an amazing work, uh, learning experience, you know, like I would never have known and it would have been a rude awakening had I come out of school and thought, oh, I'll just get a job and, you know, as an actor, as a writer and whatever it is and just work forever mm-hmm. on one thing. But mm-hmm. it's, it was became very clear immediately that's not what it's like. So it was right. amazing for me. She used to bring me and I'd like hang out on set, you know, behind the, like in the green room and, and they'd be working until like one o'clock in the morning, sometimes even later. And I'd just be sitting there falling asleep, watching the, the TV of them shooting the same scene over Mm -hmm. and over, you know, monitor. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Monitor. So pretty cool Yeah, Natalie was a lucky kid. She, She got to be on set and, really see like at the end of in living color at the end of every episode as everyone knows they had their musical um guest which Mm -hmm. was always someone huge so um natalie got to come and not only see us shoot the sketches you know and see the comedy actors and all of that but she got to be there for when the fly girls would do their thing and then when the performers would come these 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 music artists at the time that were huge and perform you know these free concerts for her and her friends and whoever else yeah. would come and really get to appreciate and and enjoy it and a few of the times um, that happened she actually as a thirteen or fourteen year old with a cousin <laughs> or with a friend or whatever got to be on the stage you know yeah like performances yeah the crowd behind the, the group standing on stage. Mm-hmm. Wow! Hanging from the rafters, really enjoy like it. Yeah. I wonder if that's uh, that. Oh, I wonder if we can Google that. If that, I wonder if that's yeah. on YouTube. I'm sure just about every episode oh. is there. So oh. we, if we do yeah. that, we're likely to see Natalie on stage with uh, Naughty by Nature. <laughs> we have, yeah, we say that there's a close up of me, but it's there. <laughs> yeah, we have. I'm gonna look for it. Dolly is there too. I'm sure. Yeah, we found it. I think so I Dolly is there, there too. too. The two of us were together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to look yeah, for yeah. that. So, wait. I'm going to look for that. Hip Hop Hooray. Another classic. See, y'all taking me back to the early 90s. Like, that yeah. was an incredible <laughs> era. My God. Yeah. But Natalie said yeah. something really, really important. Natalie said something really fascinating. You said your family, you and Dahlia, represent first generation in this country. Uh, from yeah. where, though? Can you, where, where are you from? From Iran. Iran. Our parents, so, yeah. our parents came in, our mom came in the 60s, or both of our parents came in the 60s. Our dad came and got an education, went to university, and our mom came very young, which is about six years old, with her family. Um, they both, both of them moved here, and and our dad went yeah, mom back came for in the 40s. time. Mom came in the 40s. Oh, oh in the 40s? Mom came in the, oh, in the 40s. 50s. Oh, in the 40s? Yeah, I'm confused. All right. So and dad, dad came, came in the 60s. 50s. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Well, see, that's the thing with with family trees. With with people who come to this country, the family tree might be a little bit uh, needing and requiring a little clarity uh, for the younger generation. But that how does two uh, first generation Iranians, Persians, right? How, how do yeah. you develop such a passion for costume? How what was it like in your household growing up? Did you all sit together and just watch television programs together as little girls? aspiring to dress people? I mean, how did that all form when you were a little, little girl? You did not. So how did it happen to you? Okay, Dahlia, break it down. (laughs) I think I can break both of us down. It's two different reasons. Yeah. One, for me, 
um, my mom always sewed as we were growing up. She would, she would shop and buy us clothes, too, but my mom always had a love for sewing. So when we were little, all the way from when we were little girls, she used to make us outfits. She would make us clothes, um, yeah. either buy those, you know, the old school patterns. I guess it's not old school. They still exist. Um, mm-hmm. And make us clothes for, for our, we have a huge family, aunts and uncles. So she would always, we would always be the, uh, the flower girls in weddings. And she would make us the flower girl dresses. Or if she liked a little outfit that she wanted, it, she found a fabric she'd like, she'd make outfits for us. We, she actually still has some of those outfits. And then they would hand down yeah. from our eldest sister to me to Natalie. Natalie's almost nine years older, younger than me. So okay. Natalie still had some of our stuff even after we were teens. And she was still, she, my mom would pull out the old clothes that she made for us, which were so cute, and put them on mats as well. So mm-hmm. oh. I grew up always seeing the sewing machine in the dining room on the table, my mom always yeah. sewing, and she taught me things here and there, and I was always interested in it. The other thing was because we are Iranians and culturally we have a lot of events, we celebrate everything. We have, we're Jewish as well, so we have bar mitzvah, bat mitzvahs. We have a lot of weddings, and for every wedding prior to the wedding there has to be a big engagement party. There's all different Mm. kinds of events, and Persians tend to dress up. So we always were going out shopping. Like, I'd always go shopping with my mom, even though I didn't, I wasn't really, I didn't feel like I was interested in it necessarily, but I remember always being my mom's um, advice. You know, she would take me into the dressing room, try things on. She would always ask me how things looked or what shoes she should get or what jewelry she should get. I remember being there with her all the time. I don't know if she did that with my elder sister, who's very close in age with me, but I don't remember her being there as much as I remember being there myself. So I feel like I almost was kind of accidentally just becoming that girl who was able to tell you what looks good or what's wrong with something or what goes with something, because I used to do that with her a lot. And then Natalie, I would say, if I can, Nats, I would say Mm -hmm. Natalie grew up not an only child because she had two older sisters, but because we were older, we would be out and she would be home with my mom or my parents. So she grew up very, very much in front of the television. She watched TV all the time. Mm -hmm. She loved watching musicals. She loved watching movies. She loved watching TV. So I, I believe, and I could be wrong, Natalie's love came for her love of the entertainment side of it. She wanted yeah, to be an definitely. actress. Yeah. She I went to film to school. Mm-hmm. I, went, I studied. For I me, it was the experience to... of mom. Yeah. Got it. No, that makes Go a lot ahead, of sense. I never thought about that for you, Dahlia. That actually, that's, that makes so much sense because that's what we were surrounded right? with all the time. And it was always, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And actually, mm. and you know, I'm sorry, really quick, just to take it back one more time. I didn't yeah. actually start in fashion in the side of fashion. I thought I wanted to be a fashion designer. I started my, my, oh. my uh, yeah, the bathing suits and the tops and everything. Photography at first. And then oh, yeah. I moved into fashion design. So mm-hmm. I thought I wanted to be a fashion designer, but then when I got my first job that I was telling you about on um, Fear of a Black Hat, 
like the very first, I didn't know if I was going to like it. I didn't even know a job existed that people buy actors' clothes to wear on camera. I didn't know that. I never thought about that. I just watched, and mm. the news, I figured they wore their own clothes. Different TV shows, you know, you watch, you don't think about that. I didn't know that right. somebody does everybody's hair, everybody's makeup, everybody's clothing, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I first got on set on Fear of a Black Hat, I remember the very first day I was put on set with a Polaroid camera to take continuity pictures, meaning take photos of each actor and how they look in their clothes keep notes of every item everybody's wearing. Then in the trailer, there were clothes that they needed to change into for other scenes. I never knew that even existed. And the very first day that I had to do that, I was like, this is amazing. Forget costume wow. design. I mean, forget fashion design. This is what I want to do. I want to do these characters. I want to be here on set. This is what I want to do. And I knew it from mm-hmm. the very, very first day that I experienced it. And I haven't gone back wow. and done anything else since that day. Wow. And that is story. incredible. Oh, right? No, I'm just kidding. Right? <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a quick <laughs> nutshell. No, that's amazing. And so, Natalie, yeah. you, you saw all that, but your pathway is uh, similar. You, you were nodding your head over the phone in agreement with the way Dolly was sort of characterizing your distinct upbringing. Uh, how accurate was that? Yeah, I mean, it is. It's accurate. Like, I, it, it, because my sisters were so much older, I definitely spent a lot of time in front of the TV. My parents were sort of more focused on what, what, what was happening with the teenage girls, and I sort of took care of myself in that way. And I, I always wanted to be an actress, so I, I went to a performing, arts, a, a performing arts high school magnet, and, you know, there I actually got um, inspired to do film and to do behind the behind the camera stuff as well. So I then went to film school thinking, okay, I'm going to be um, a director and I'm going to be a filmmaker. I'm going to be a writer. And then after I studied film, I came out and I had been during that, during college, I had just to make money and just to be on set, I would work on music videos that Dahlia was styling just to like learn camera stuff and to watch the director work. And so I would work on like, West Side Connection videos, um, the Far Side <laughs> video, was, uh, mm-hmm. uh, for better or for worse, was the first thing I ever did when I was like 14, 15, and yeah, that was epic wow. for me because I was such a fan of that. So it was just great to be on set, and then, I, and then as a byproduct of that, I definitely learned how to, whether, I learned, whether you can learn how to style or not, you know, remains to be seen, but I definitely learned how to be a costumer continuity photos, you know, keeping track of everything, making sure that the designer likes what's happening and that everybody's dressed properly, all of that kind of stuff um, was something I learned. So when I came out of school, out of college, I started working with writers and directors thinking that was my path, but I wasn't getting paid anything. And, like, little jobs would come Mm -hmm. up and people would say, for wardrobe, and people would say, oh, ask Natalie, she'll do it. And so I would, like, pocket a little bit of cash that way, which was great. And you did a couple of shows with me, Nat. When I did my kids with Damon and Tisha, Natalie was on my crew. Yeah, yeah, as a costumer, Mm -hmm. not just the little. Yeah, yeah, you you had little jobs here and there, but you had big, substantial jobs as well, and solid for years. Okay, well, we got to break that down because y'all are dropping some serious 
serious, serious hip-hop history. Natalie, you just mentioned West Side Connection. So, ladies and gentlemen, if I can recall, I'm not looking this up, but West Side Connection, wasn't that Ice Cube's side project with WC and the Mad Circle? And uh, Mac-10. Mac-10. Ice Cube. Yeah, and Ice Cube. Yeah, this is some serious West Coast history here, ladies and gentlemen. And then you mentioned the far (laughs) side, for better or worse. So that's... Yeah, you know, no passing one, yeah. me by, that's delicious vinyl, I yeah, think. I mean, first, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah some heavy vinyl, hitters. Uh, delicious yeah. vinyl, exactly. Yeah. And then a, a moment ago, Dolly, you said Damon and Tina. Who were you talking about? Damon and Tisha Campbell had a show on ABC, the, the, My Wife and Kids. Come on yeah, now. So, that. Natalie, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're here. Natalie just kind of brushed right past that. <laughs> well, yes, like I came out of school and I started working on, you know, the other season, and somebody was like, oh, I, you know, one of my customers is gone. And so the way I actually got into the union was because someone was, someone just sort of pulled me on to another show. It was the Jamie Kennedy Experiment, which was like Candid Camera. And that's how I got into right. the union. And that job that was only supposed to be a couple of days actually just kept rolling and rolling, and I, be, I all of a sudden had to leave the decided or had to at the time leave the writing and directing assisting on the side and I was suddenly a costumer it got me into the union and then from um, Jamie Kennedy experiment I went after a couple years I went and worked on my wife and kids and then um, I did another show for Caller TV Mm -hmm. it was another um, uh, sketch comedy show and variety show and then Fox with a good night out and then Hannah Montana that Dahlia actually Dahlia the designer of Hannah Montana that was really amazing that was an epic moment considering like it was massive at the (laughs) time like that's all kids were interested in and they were Miley as the character and then you know she would also have like dolls that that Disney would make that were dressed in specific outfits that Dahlia had put together they were replicas. They were, you know, the real outfits. It was bananas. That was such a wow. such a fun show to work on. Too. Yeah. Oh my God, that that's incredible. Well, tell you what, this is KCWG, the Truth dot com. The name of this program is Psychotic Bump School. My name is DJ Rome. We're joined tonight by these incredible, <laughs> these incredibly talented women, Dahlia Furitan Koto and Natalie Furitan. Oh my goodness, y'all are y'all have you guys are a part of West Coast television history here and <laughs> y'all's work has been seen by millions and millions upon millions of people so we kind of blew past the break so we're going to take that quick break right now it's going to be short and when we come back i want y'all to help us understand what what kind of eye have you developed over the years how do you determine based on someone's personality their look their height their build how do you dress them how do you figure that whole thing out and what would an up-and-coming costume designer or wardrobe stylist need to know in order to have the longevity that the both of you two sisters have had? So if we can have that discussion, that would be great. So, Mr. Starks, let's take this break. KCWG, this show is called Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome. We'll be right back with more with Dahlia and Natalie after this. This is David Webb, the president and CEO of the Funk Music Hall of Fame and Exhibition Center, and you're listening to Psychotic Bump School with your host, DJ Rome on KCWG, the truth.com, the best internet radio show on the planet. So lock it in and tear off the knob. Drop time. 
top Porsche, rolling on my wrist, diamonds up and down my chain. Cardi B straight stunning, can't tell me nothing. Bossed up and I changed the game. It's my big bronze boogie, got all them girls shook. My big fat ass got all them boys hooked. Went from dollar bills, now we popping rubber bands. Bruno Sanchez tell me while I do my money dance like. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. I I was I was floored by the it was perfect. They recreated the whole the whole stage. Yeah. I mean, I knew it when I I knew exactly what it was when I saw it. 
on the, on exactly. the, you know, on the screen. Exactly. Yeah, they did a great job. Wow. I think they may have wow. even brought some of the the set decor, the um, builder, or I don't know, production designer or something, um, to do it from In Living Color. I think they may have gotten a couple of the same people to come in and, and right. create it. Yeah. Right. But I'm, well, I'm not that? 100% well, sure, but I think so. No, yeah. it's okay, but it just goes to show how much uh, influence it had. People remember because it resonated yeah. in so many households when it was at its heyday, when In Living Color was at its peak, man. You couldn't touch it. I mean, you had men on films, yeah. you had... Homie Don't Play That yeah. by Homie the Clown. Wanda. I mean, Wanda, come on now. It Jamie was crazy. Fox. I mean, <laughs> Jamie Foxx, I was just going to say, it's like, it's crazy when you think of the talent. Jim and Carrey, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, Fire Marshal Bill, Jim Carrey is, oh man. So anyway, I could go on and on. Uh, behind the stage, y'all, uh, I was going on and on about these two uh, women, Dahlia and Natalie. They are literally the Venus and Serena of costume design. They have just okay, taken this world <laughs> by storm, and you're so unique, and you, you've done so well. So we have a few minutes left, so can you both share with us your thoughts and ideas about how would somebody up and coming who might be listening to this right now how would they individually make their own mark in this industry? What do they need to know? What do they need to study? And what kind of eye does it require to become a successful costume designer? Let's hear from Dahlia and then Natalie on that. Um, I mean, I feel like the the best advice that I can give anybody, I think the things that make the biggest difference are work ethic. Um, you have to be dedicated. You have to be a hard worker. Also, um, I feel like, um, what was the other one? Work ethic. Who, um, wow, I'm just completely blanking. What the other thing I was Well, how hard, say. Oh, is, is this hard work for you? Is, how hard is this work That's what I was just going to say. It is very hard work. And the one thing that, that I always tell people in the very, very beginning, make sure this is what you really want to do. It is not glamorous. It's not glamorous mm -hmm. work. As people, people no. may glamorize it. Because they think, uh -huh. oh, it's fashion, and oh, it's you're a stylist, and you're a costume designer, and it's wardrobe, and it's no. fabulous. It's not fabulous. Mm. It's hard work, just like anything else. Actually, sometimes harder than most other things. It's very yeah, creative. Yeah, it's physical which labor, is, too. Physical labor? I wouldn't have thought of that. She said it's physical labor. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. We oh. are lugging clothes. We are shopping on our feet. 10 to 12 hours a day. We're standing on set 10 to 12 hours a day, 14 hours. We're working hours like crazy. People don't realize we start work sometimes at 7 in the morning. We don't finish till 2, 3 at night. There, I mean, in the, in the morning. We are um, so blessed and so lucky to be doing what we're doing. Personally, I can't mm -hmm. imagine doing anything else. But it is wow. absolutely hard work. It is um, inconsistent like Natalie was saying, so just be prepared for that. But if it's something you love and you want the creativity and you want the flexibility, like we can travel in between jobs, which is really great. Sometimes you get to travel for jobs. Um, you get to be creative. You get to work with your friends. Most, both of us are lucky enough that within our wardrobe departments, we love and appreciate the people we work with. We spend time with them outside of work. Um but definitely it's hard work, and the work ethic for me is the number one most important thing. I don't care how much I love someone who's in my department. They might be my friend. I adore them. Mm -hmm. But if that's not there, it's not worth having that body in that place Oh wow! because it is hard right. work. 
Mm. How about and it that? makes it more Madam- difficult. And if somebody is not doing what they need to do, then everybody else has to pick up their slack. And there's it no falls back on for that. Everyone. And there's actually no time for that even because everything yeah. happens very quickly. Right. Yeah, very fast moving. Mm-hmm. How about that? Uh, any projects that the two of you are planning to work together? Is What are the chances that the two of you get called for the same project? Has that ever happened? And if not, is that something that you two are uh, aiming for? Um, I don't know if it's ever happened that we've gotten called for the same project. I most often work under someone, like in my department right now, there's a costume designer. Her name is Cara Giannini. She's the, she is the designer of the talk, and I work in her department as a stylist. So I'm a, I'm a costumer of the talk, and I style a few of the actual hosts. And somebody else styles right. another one, and someone else styles another one. So I, I haven't actually uh, led departments too often. I've done a couple of shows. But um, we don't often get called for the same thing. And what will happen sometimes is if one of us does get called and isn't available, we'll and they say, do you have any referrals? We refer the other person because because we're not the same, but we we do both really do good work and in different ways. That's right. So it's always like a solid referral. Like I would refer to – I mean – I don't know about Dahlia, but I would refer Dahlia <laughs> to anyone. Yeah, I would so, absolutely, absolutely refer Natalie. Yeah. And I have in the past. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, that's awesome. And we have worked awesome. together in the yeah. past, but it, it feels like our now we're in kind of two different worlds. She's more in the live TV or um, like the yeah. Jamie Kennedy and all that stuff, sketch comedy or audience type shows. Mm-hmm. And mine, I do more sitcom, more TV series or film. But we've been lucky right. enough to work together, like we were saying before. Yeah. I was I costume designed my wife and kids for five years. Natalie was on my crew, which was amazing. I costume designed Hannah Montana for three years, two years, three years. I can't mm-hmm. remember, two mm-hmm. years. No, three years. Three, three years, years. Right? And mm-hmm. Natalie was on my crew on that show. Yeah. So we, we and all the music videos back in the 90s that I was doing, yeah. early 2000s. We've worked Natalie together worked on a lot of those with me. Yeah. But now our paths have gone in a little bit different direction. She's a little right. bit more on the styling side of TV mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. more sketch comedy if, if it's a right. series. And me, it's more um, scripted characters, um, you know, sitcom oh, okay. or, or TV series or film. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, we are... Here. Yeah, I, I would love to see that. So I want y'all to keep in touch with me now that we're back in touch after 20-plus years of not connecting at all. I want y'all to keep in touch. When y'all have some projects coming out together, uh, I would love to hear okay. about it uh, in advance. Uh, I am very inspired by y'all. I'm very proud of y'all. Uh, we have two amazing, talented women here on the line, Dahlia Furitan Koto and Natalie Furitan. Uh, thank you, ladies, for being here. And I'll emphasize one thank last time, so the Emmy the Emmy award-winning Natalie Furitan of the Talk TV <laughs> yeah, show and, and the countless awards that Dahlia shows have been picking up over the years. It, it's countless, and it's amazing. Yeah. It's a litany of success stories. Uh, thank you for blazing the trail for women, and uh, thank you for doing it for the culture. You two are amazing, and please keep in touch. Thank you. So uh, thank that's you our show, y'all. Thank you so much. Oh, it was a blast. Stay on the line, though. Uh, I also want to thank Jamal Jones as well as Maria Alfaro one more time. And, of course, Natalie Furitan and Dahlia Furitan-Koto. 
This is Psychotic Bum School, the place where education and entertainment meets at the intersection of funk and soul. My name is DJ Rome, and we're here every Monday evening from 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific time. Check back with us. We will return next Monday. So keep in touch, stay well, and keep it funky, y'all. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye.